1: You're listening to the AME Radio Show.
2: Welcome to the AME Radio Show, the show that is the voice of artists and entertainers everywhere. I'm your host, Jason Dowd. we got a great show for you guys today, so sit back, relax, and enjoy as we talk about everything art, music, and entertainment. Now, before we get into what we're going to be doing today and who we have on our show, check out our website. It's You Go there anytime you want. It is a complete archive, and it foretells the future of what we have coming on here, on our radio, television, and magazine. So there's lots of great stuff up there for you to go and be inspired from. And when you're there, please follow the links to all of our social media networks and follow us, like us, do whatever the terminology is, and just be a part of the conversation. You can also download our apps for the Apple and Android platforms, which we are extremely proud to have. And it keeps the AME experience right on your phone at your fingertip all the time. You can also sign up for our newsletter. So any which way that we can get some news out to you, we will do that through our app and our newsletter. Okay. So let me kind of go over who we have coming up today because we've got some great guests. We're going to be really getting deep into some conversations as well. First, we have Long Cut coming on. I love these guys. They are raw they are true to themselves and they have a great and talented sound they are the uh, they're part of the hip-hop it's not hip-hop it's hip-hop it's country music confused with hip-hop and what a unique sound I'll tell you what these guys are extremely talented and I am very happy to have them on to talk about their style of music and believe it or not there are not many of them out there that do it so this is gonna be a real treat for you guys then we have pastor Greg young coming on he is the uh, host of the nationally syndicated show chosen generations and we're bringing him on we don't normally talk politics but this guy has got a really independent outlook on things and i love his take now the reason why we're going to be talking politics is because if something stands out that we need to bring to your attention that infringes on the things that we need which for us as artists is the first amendment um, we need to bring that out and we're going to be talking about the first amendment and how People are trying to crush our ability to say what we want. bigoted or not. Whether you agree with it or not, we have the right to say it. And we have the right to believe that. And that is being squashed. Plus, we are also talking about fake news and how dangerous this is. Now, the news and being on the radio and television is an art form in itself. And when it's being used to lie to people, to sway them in another position, to to force them to, to adhere to their agenda that i have a big problem with you know it doesn't matter what it is out there you just tell the truth and let the people then make the choice for themselves so they are now implant they're they're implanting their personal beliefs as truth and we're going to talk about that and what you can do how you can recognize it and believe it or not it is on both sides of the aisle so we're going to get into that as well okay so one of the things i also want to kind of bring up to you guys um I was watching America's Got Talent the other day and there was this really shocking girl on there. She's 13 years old. Her name is Courtney Hadwin. And she comes out there shy as can be and then busts out a song like you would never believe. And I started looking her up on the websites and I found that she is actually she was actually on The Voice and she made it pretty hard on pretty far on The Voice of uh, in the UK. So she's not quite um I don't know. I don't know if this is to to kind of mold her for something. I don't know. But regardless, this girl is extremely talented, and I'm surprised she didn't win in the in the UK. So I'm hoping she goes really far here and maybe wins here in the United States. But I want you guys to be able to hear this performance. So we're going to take a quick uh, soundbite here of the performance. You're going to hear them introducing her. You can. You'll hear. I know you can't see it, but you'll see, you, you'll hear how she is kind of uh, shy and timid. Now, I don't know if that's by acting or if that's the truth, because, I mean, no, no matter what, it's, it's nerve-wracking, but she was on television before. So anyways, check out, check out Courtney uh, Hadwin, and we'll be right back when this is done to kind of discuss this a little bit more. So hold on while we play this clip.
3: Welcome to America's Got Talent. How are you? Um, A little bit nervous. That's okay to be nervous. That's totally understandable. What's your name? Courtney. And how old are you? 13. 13. Um, What's your favourite subject in school? Music. What kind of music? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're very sweet. And I'm guessing you're going to be singing for us? Yeah. Listen, don't be nervous. I know this is a big stage and there's lots of people here, but you're here for a reason, so go for it and good luck. Thank you.
0: Like this shiny little thing when you first came out and then you sing and you're like a lion. I mean, genuinely incredible. Howie, what did you think? Oh my gosh. You are not from this era. You're from a
4: whole different era. Yes. And I'm a huge Janis Joplin fan and there's a story, if you ever watch the documentary,
0: Clyde Davis, he goes to the Monterey Pop Festival and he sees this young girl that nobody has ever seen before, that nobody knows. It was the first time Janis Joplin got signed. And that would, that changed her life. Do you know that story?
4: Yeah. I'm not Clive Davis. I'm Howie Mandel. And I can't sign you to a record deal. The only thing I can do for you, young lady, is give you... <laughs>
2: So as you can see, she won the Golden Buzzer, and rightfully so. That was one amazing performance. You can hear the passion and the, the, the inspiration she puts behind her music. She loves doing what she, what she does. She loves music, and it shows in her work. Now, that song was actually called Hard to Handle, and it took me a little bit of time to find it because I couldn't, it was one of those songs that were right at the tip of my tongue, but I couldn't spit it out. It was actually made f- uh, by Chuck Berry in the 60s, but made famous by the Black Crows. Now, I'll tell you something that really amazed me about this whole performance is that she had such a Janis Joplin sound to her. It, you know, that's why I wanted to play it on the radio because if you close your eyes, you can almost hear that raspy, pounding, uh, uh, spirit-felt sound that only Janis Joplin has or had at the time. You know, you cannot in Janis Joplin for anybody else. And she has that. When you hear her voice and you hear her sing, because I've heard her sing on a couple other things, she is very reminiscent of Janis Joplin. And when Howie Mandel brought that up in his in his um, review of her, he's so right. And it's almost like it's almost like she is tapping into the inner spirit of janice joplin now she isn't janice joplin she doesn't exactly sound like janice joplin but she's janice joplin-esque if that makes any sense i hope this girl goes far guys and you know what if you have if you have the same passion and talent like she does believe it or not you could make it in this world she's only 13 and she's already been on two game shows uh, uh, reality television shows and she's made it pretty deep in, in, inside of one of them and i thinks she's going to make it really deep into this so if don't be shy of what you have try it show people what you can do and you may surprise yourself all right we're going to take a quick commercial break when we come back we have on the line with us long cuts so don't go anywhere
0: do you love horror the strange and unusual
4: fantasy creatures or urban legends Do
0: you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com.
4: Get inside his mind and experience his inner
0: weird. (laughs) Hi there, this is Kim Coles, and you can find my newest book, Open Your Gift, at OpenYourGiftBook.com. That's www.OpenYourGiftBook.com. I hope you'll pick up a copy, would love to have you read it.
2: Bye! Hey guys,
0: it's Louie Mae Silverstein from Lydia on Funk, and you're listening to the AME Radio Show.
3: Well, our hearts be like thunder, I don't know why they don't explode. You got your hands in my back pockets, and Sam Cooke singing on the radio.
2: Welcome back to the show, everybody. We have on the line with us our special guests this time. We have two two guests that they make up long cut. They're Brian Thomas and J.T. Adams. They have just released up to 12 songs that they've recorded in 2018, and they're going to release Country Roads, which actually came out about two weeks ago. And we're going to be talking to them about everything that they got going on, and they are putting a new spin on country. It's the hard-hitting outlaw country with hip hop which they like to call hick hop which I love that word and uh, I'm very excited to talk to them so welcome to the show Brian JT how you doing today
5: doing good man thanks for
2: having me. oh you're welcome so I guess let's kind of start I'm gonna this, this question will be for both of you so I don't know whoever wants to start first I guess we'll start with Brian what got you into what got you into music
5: well, I mean, for me, I started when I was like three years old playing guitar and and singing. Um, I guess when I was uh, when I was younger, my mom didn't have a TV, so she was always listening to country radio um, when I was little. So that's kind of how I started, man. And I, uh, I guess I started taking it more seriously when I was a teenager and started playing professionally when I was nineteen. And um, you know, did the the country music for about ten years and then hooked up with JT and and. Uh, We kind of just decided we wanted to uh, do our own thing.
2: And how about you, JT? Uh, Same same question. And music's
1: always been part of my life as well. From playing the violin and the cello in middle school, and growing up again with a mother who just loved uh, music. She was a joy straight groupie, actually, you know, back in her day. And so music was always around in my life. And uh, and. Not even this country, hip-hop, everything. I grew up in the north end of uh, Dallas, Texas, so huge different, uh, you know, influence of different types of genres of music, and here we are now. Uh, yeah, Brian and I hooked up together, and said, I think if we do anything, we're going to do something that's original, something that's different, and, and I'm just happy to be still doing music, so, yeah.
2: Well, it sounds like you guys are doing just that, and I love that you're being creative and, and kind of breaking the mold because I, you know, that just makes it more fun. So, I guess my next question is, how did you guys find each other?
1: Um,
4: <laughs>
5: well, it's a uh, kind of a long story—a mutual hate for uh, another musician and a, a mutual love for the style of music, and and you know, we just. I was kind of doing my thing, and JT was kind of doing his, and I don't know, JT, you tell him. Yeah, you know, Brian and I have always kind of been on the
1: outlaw side of uh, the music scene, I guess you would say. You know, we love being in the music scene, but at the same time, you're not going to get anything that's not real from us, and sometimes you can get wrapped up around a lot of fake people. And So Brian and I recognized when we just kind of met each other that we were on that same level, and Uh, Brian was doing some really great things out here in the northern Colorado area all the way out to Tennessee when I met him and uh, he needed somebody to open up his shows for him and write with him and kind of be a good friend for him and I needed the same goddamn thing, you know, and so we kind of worked out over, I don't know, five years now, six years of us just being good buddies and at least over the past two, three, four maybe years now we've been playing together and over the past two years we've been talking about doing this country rap thing so I mean at the end of the day you don't need a whole lot of good people in your life you just need three, four, five good buddies and Brian has always been a good buddy of mine and that's just kind of how that's why I still mess around with him I put up with his shit
2: <laughs> you know you said that extremely well because I, I know the same feeling you can have a ton of people in your life and you you, you can easily weed out who's going to be your true friends and, and it usually comes to about five or six so yeah I completely yeah. know what you're you talking somebody
1: about you love them yeah, when you tell somebody you love them, you better freaking mean it. And and you got to be able to love somebody to be in a duo, you know, going down a direction we're going with a lot of controversy and a lot of people who define music or country music one way or another. You know, music, music to an artist. Mm-hmm. And so uh, being able to find another person like that to share this gift with is just a blessing.
2: So kind of give me a little idea of what outlaw country is. Just in case for somebody out there that does not know what that style would be, how would you sum it up in words?
5: I feel like Outlaw Country really is is not what we're doing. I feel like Outlaw Country is like Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash and you know some of the new guys like Mickey Lamantia and Austin Lee. Um, I feel like that's Outlaw Country, more of the acoustic guitar and the real four on the floor drum beat. Um, what we're doing is not Outlaw Country by any means. What we're doing kind of takes those ideas that the, the outlaw country musicians of the past like Willie Nelson had, and it, it's kind of taking that mentality and, and creating or being a part of something that's new, and for us, um, you know, uh, a mentor of mine and a friend of mine by the name of Demon Jones, uh, I played several shows with him, and he is one of the top-notch, biggest names that there is in country rap, which there's there's not a lot of names in country rap because the genre is so new, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, after playing with him and experiencing that that world that I had never been a part of before, and never even known about, um, it was something that I really wanted to do. And I had already, you know, talked to JT about it because he's he's he grew up with those influences of, of hip hop, and he's so talented with his words and and his his cadence and and rhyming. And it just seemed like such a great fit to me. But for us, really, it's not outlaw country by any means. This is a whole new animal. And it's something that you got, you got a very small group of guys breaking the mold. It's not like the typical Nashville where you have 300,000 people all trying to be country music stars. Right. In this genre, you have 20 guys spread across the country who are becoming rock stars because they are doing something that everybody else is too afraid to touch. And that's really what we're a part of is taking that outlaw mentality and saying, you know what, we don't need to to stay inside the mold that these guys in Nashville have created. We'll stay right here in Nashville and do our own damn thing with two middle fingers up in the air. And whoever wants to be a part of it, bring it on.
2: And (laughs) if you don't,
5: well, guess what? There's a road. So see ya.
2: I like that. And you know, that's how you succeed. You know, you got to have that same type of mentality and you stay true to what you love. Now, I haven't really ever heard too much of like a country rap style. So what made you guys decide that would be the way to go?
5: For me, and this is Brian, for me it was working with Demon Jones, who is, like I said, he's a rock star in the genre. It's the fastest growing genre in all of music. Mm-hmm. And he is at the pinnacle, at the top of... Uh, this genre he's one of he's one of maybe five or six guys that are really up at that upper echelon across the country and there's there's probably less than a hundred real contenders in this genre altogether so from from my from my standpoint it was working with demon and getting to see the inner workings of this genre and having the opportunity to work with somebody who's considered one of the best of the best in the business at this genre um, so that's from
1: from my side of things that's how i decided to get into it yeah, and I would say for me, it was uh, I was so excited when Brian called me up and, and said that he's been sitting down with Demon because him and I have been kind of bouncing this idea around for a while, and it just really allows me to express artists 100%. I was just kind of classified and bottlenecked into that country, quote-unquote, genre like Brian was just talking about, and this allows me to really view... Um, a potential song or a record or an idea with my full creative potential, rather than uh, I know being limited, if you say. So for me, I'm just so excited and it's fun, man. It's so much fun. I mean, just being, being able, being able to get guitars and drums and you're singing, you're, you're 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 doing exactly what country music is. You're just doing it in a different way. It's
2: mm-hmm. yeah. cool. So you know, rap isn't always the easiest thing to do. And I know that because I know some people that are rappers, they, they, the traditional hip hop style, and it's a, it does take a huge skill to do it. Was it this something that you? Was this it something that you? Ca- Go ahead.
1: It, 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 it is definitely a skill you gain over time, I guess, as you grow. But you have to—I don't know—you have to commit to it. You can't be yeah. scared. A lot of people kind of get timid when they hear the word "I got to rap." You know, I, I've been doing this since I was a kid. My mother. At 13 years old, drove me to the Caribbean Bar and Grill every Monday night for freestyle battles for three years. And I got on stage. I've been booed off stage, and you get celebrated on stage. And you have just part of the journey as a, as an MC, as a, as an artist, as a writer. And so, in any other you know genre, rap is right up there. I would say that is definitely maybe challenging to somebody who's never tried it. But man, once you dive into it, you
0: start getting it.
1: I mean, Brian's obsessed with it now.
2: Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Was it something that came naturally to you, or was it something you kind of had to work on and hone it a little bit?
5: For me, it was not something that came naturally. I had... So, I, the, the the lyricism for me is what was the easy part. Mm-hmm. Um, JT, when I heard his stuff, I was like, damn, boy, you're good. You know what I mean? And for me, I could write the lyrics, but learning how to go from you know singing melodies and harmonies and and just really you know projecting a vocal and 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 coming from being a singer um you know somebody who was successful on stage with vocal power to somebody who has to retrain their vocal to maintain a breath to say several words and and still be able to enunciate those sounds and 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 get your words out while putting them together rapidly it was it was not an easy thing for me to do initially but i feel like now i'm at the point um i've gone kind of through a transition where it's almost easier for me now to rap than it is to sing because that's kind of where my focus has been for these past several months and so now i'm kind of i'm just i'm just kind of happen to stay up on both arts really because it's it's two very, very different things. Um, singing and rapping are two very, very different things, and um, people think if you can rap, you can sing, or if you can sing, you can rap, and that is by far and away not the case. It is two completely different art forms, and for me, it has is, it is doubled my workload.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you do you, in your music? Do you like sometimes blend rap with? Traditional singing because I've noticed that that's been kind of a trend coming up nowadays. Where it, you know, in the '80s it was all rap or it was all singing, and now I've seen, I'm seeing a little bit of both mixed in songs. Are you doing that? Or are you pre- pretty much st- strictly rapping?
5: In most of our songs, we're doing a blend of the two.
2: Okay. And see, I like that. For some other reason, there's just something special about that because it get you. It gets it, it, it. fits. I think people that just don't like strict, straight up rap. They like the music, but then there's the the people that like the rap that won't listen to straight-up music, so it kind of blends both of them, so you hit hit a bigger demographic, I think. Am I wrong with that?
5: No, no, I agree completely. I think think we're right there with you between... I, I think the biggest challenge that we've had isn't necessarily the people who like rap or the people who like country, I think the biggest challenge that we've had is from the country fans
0: mm.
5: who think that country music has to be a certain way. Yes, that's the biggest hurdle that we've had is is country music fans who say this ain't country. I ain't listening to it. That this ain't my thing. It's you know, and we expect that. You know, honestly, only only about a third of people who who like country music um, will listen to this genre. But conversely. On the hip hop side of things, people who listen to hip hop are not trying to listen to hip hop about dogs and trucks and sweet tea. Right. So it's it's very hard. We alienate a lot of people on both sides, but there's this nice little lane right down the middle that is right in the pocket and hits home for both groups of people. And that's where that's where we found our home. It uh, it brings the people who are like me who grew up listening to George Strait an ice cube and it 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 gives them a place to to feel the things that they want to feel when they're listening to music and i think that's what's so special about it is we've been able to find a spot that fits a group of people who didn't even know there was a type of music out there that they would have liked that they they had no idea even existed or or that there were people out there interested in creating and i think that's why it
2: works well, I see that you guys have been pretty busy recording a lot of stuff here. You have a, you have over 12 songs that you're going to be releasing here in 2018. Do you have an album planned? I know right now you just released uh, Country Roads. Tell us a little bit about this album that you're working on, the songs that you're working on now.
5: So We released Country Roads on May 25th. Um, it's already doing really well. We're super excited about it. Uh, and our next song, Pleasant Grove, it's a trailer park song. Um, it's Kind of a another blend of of hip hop and country, but less country, more hip hop, and and kind of a you know white heart of America type, so to so to speak, you know it, it appeals to those those kids who grew up poor in the heartland of America in in a trailer park, you know what I mean? And it's just you know it's it's, it's for the people who don't have a song for them, you know what I mean? You don't really hear songs that often about about trailer park life. um, You know, and so that's kind of the direction we wanted to go with that, almost like a kid rock, um, but a little bit more hip hop um, to bring in a little more culture to it. um, Because, you know, kid rock has always been a huge influence for me and I know for JT as well. So we kind of wanted to, to explore that. And JT, um, you know, he lives at at, uh, uh, the coolest trailer park in the world, man. And so that's where we shot the, the music video and, and wrote the song and, and so that's going to be our second release. And from there, man, it's just up, up, and away. We got, we got a bunch more songs ready to go. And so for us, it's, it's you know, we're, we've, we've broken down our catalog of songs into EPs, into four-song EPs. So we're releasing three at a time, three singles at a time, uh, over about six weeks apart. And then we'll follow that up with the fourth song, that will also include an EP with the other three songs on it that were previously released. And then we start over with the next single. So really, we're releasing singles one at a time, and every fourth single we'll release the full EP. And so right now we have three full EPs done, and we're working on the fourth. Um, And for us, it's really about putting out quality music consistently, Um, not about putting out a record and touring on the record and spending a year promoting a record. For us, it's release a song, promote it, play shows on it, and boom, next month, Next song comes out, and we're playing on that thing and promoting that thing, and and just keeping people interested, keeping people engaged, and giving them entertainment, giving them new stuff to look forward to every month.
2: So, when is this new uh, single dropping?
5: The next single is going to release on the 29th of June.
2: Perfect. Well, guys, I do want to get your music out here, so I'm going to tell everybody that, or let you tell everybody how they can find your music, how they can find out more about you, follow you on social media and platforms, wherever it may be, go ahead and tell everybody because we want them to follow you.
5: Great. So for sure, check us out on our website, longcutofficial.com, facebook.com slash longcutofficial, Instagram at longcutofficial, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash C, the letter C, slash longcut. Um, Subscribe to the, the YouTube channel for sure. That's where all of our music videos are coming out. We're releasing a music video with every single that we put out. And you can download these songs on CDBaby.com, iTunes. You can download them on Google Play, Amazon. Wherever you download music, it'll be there. And it's coming soon to uh, Spotify and Pandora as well. So keep an eye open for us. Just be, be sure you're looking for us. Um, you know, as far as long cut goes in music, I think we're one of only two. So uh, it's not too hard to find us if, if you look us up.
2: Well, J.T. and Brian, you guys are so much fun. I am so glad you're breaking that mold and sticking to what you love to do. That just makes it even more special, and I wish you all the best. I cannot wait to see all the rest of the songs that you have coming out the rest of the year. Congratulations on these releases, and again, congrats, You know, just uh, thank you for being a great guest. Thanks, brother.
5: Hey, we appreciate it a whole bunch, and hey, if you're listening, look us up, Long Toad Official Anywhere. Be sure to tell your friends about us if you like country rap and welcome to the spit cup Party,
1: yeah boy
2: <laughs> all right guys we're going to be looking forward to their song on the 29th but right now we have country roads coming on right now to play we're going to go to a quick commercial break after that so don't go anywhere we'll be right back and enjoy country Roads.
3: what up man And
0: I'm thinking about home tonight I'm going 80 down that highway I'm looking for a left turn Tracking down that dirt road to the bonfire that's ready to burn It's all good when the sun drops No cops at this spot Backwoods are bumping With no plans to ever stop This life we're living is top rank When tucked away up in the sticks These chicks wearing them crew jeans A situation I don't want to miss VIP we pulled up Flags flying up out the truck But look at things you can probably tell These boys here ain't never stuck fucking take over. Front line, real type of soldier. Missed out, that's too bad. I swear to God, I thought they told you. Crossed up and lean back. Candy green paint on the slab. Jacked up, she likes that. Riding dirty in a mega cab. Coming through with the dust flying. There's six strings on them tailgates. Every truck that's in the lot is Bumper Jones with no place. Pros out here are steady winding. Hard to get to, easy driving. Count the signs, keep track of mileage. Miss your turn, may never find Just you. Fly! It's simplified, it's jacked up in that by. We got fields by the corner store. In a cold op with an open door. I pay in cash cause money talks. And down here, we- Walk the wall, we line it up with a single spark. These dogs got more bikes than bars. Got a deer feeder in the backyard and an old truck. That road starts, that don't work. I started hard, little fuel up in the car. I aim the headlights at the bar and I back it in when I go to park. You know I'm shifting
3: gears and I never use a clutch. I'm hopping out the cab when I'm locking in the hubs. You know I drive her hard and you know she shows me love. There's something kind of special about a boy and his truck. Tearing down the road like a banshee. Ain't nobody gonna pass me. He clocked me doing about a buck on nine, but there ain't no way he gon' catch me. This old farm truck ain't flashy, it's rusted up and nasty. But I've laid more girls on a bench sheet than hefted in his mansion. Got his lines fly by. the so sweaty windows down in this cherry chevy doing 99 on a country road that's long as hell and i'm getting stoned rolling coal and i'm blowing smoke and i'm drinking whiskey don't need the coke and my next stop is a loafing jug on 25 in new mexico i got to show that i gotta play got a song that i gotta sing and i'm moving on like yesterday but i'm back and forth like a tire swing colorado to tennessee you can't seem to get a hold of me my cell phone stays out of range so these country roads are the place to be series.
2: This is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career, having his work at Disney. Come see the beautiful first release of the series, which includes Distressed Dancer, Spanish Serenade, The Pied Piper, and Reaching for the Czars. You can see them in person or online at www.imaginationartstudios.com. For more information, visit the website. Again, it's imaginationartstudios.com. Our Facebook is Imagination Art Studios. Twitter is at Dow Studios, and Instagram is at Jason Dow. Come and be mesmerized by the masks and the stories behind them.
1: Hey, everybody, this is Jay Underwood from uh, the original Fantastic Four, Roger Corman's uh, early 90s production, and now the uh, documentary
4: Doomed, and you are listening to the AME radio show.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to the show. And as you know, here on the AME Radio Show, we don't generally get into a lot of politics. And that's because of the fact that we just want to just enjoy life and, you know, get out there and see what's new and and, and fun out there that we can, you know, just enjoy you know with movies music everything just to you know get away from the humdrum of the world but when there is something that is especially important to me here on the AME radio show we do cover it with politics and what we're going to be talking about right now is the first amendment right every artist wants the ability to say whatever they want to say any way that they want to say it that's the whole part of of art and when that's being infringed upon then we are being challenged to be silenced and we don't like that and the other thing that's going on right now is, especially in the news, we've been covering a little bit of this and kind of touching on some of the stories, is that there are a lot of things that is becoming fake news. And the problem with fake news is it's pushing agendas. It's not pushing the truth. So we're going to be covering all of that more with our guest today. His name is Pastor Greg Young. He is part of the uh, Chosen Generations nationally syndicated radio show. He's got a great show, by the way, if you ever want to hear it. And we're going to tell you how that's going to happen in just a few minutes. But first, welcome to the show, Pastor Greg. How are you doing today?
4: Jason, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great, and uh, it's great to be with you
2: today. Oh, I'm glad you're here. And you know, like I said, I'm very passionate about the First Amendment because as an artist, I want to be able to get out there and portray anything that I want to portray that's legal and uh, not be silenced. And I think that is our greatest freedom here in America. And uh, even though people may not understand it, to be totally free, you've got to be able to be who you are, say what you want, even if it's completely bigoted. It's your opportunity to say that, and it shouldn't be silenced, and that's what, our for, that's what our founding fathers really gave us, that right. That's why I love being an artist here in America, which you can't necessarily do in other countries. So why is the First Amendment so important to be able to have true freedom? Well, I
4: think you know it, it is, as you said, it's the very beginning. It's, it's the foundation of it. The very beginning of it begins with the idea of being able to express one's faith and to freely exercise that. And birthed out of that, then is also the freedom to be able to speak one's mind and share what one is thinking. And, and as you said, it, it shouldn't be limited. How, you know, obviously, uh, I think that we have sensibilities when it comes to you know calling for uh, you know death or you know things of that nature. But all in all, you know, you are looking for that, and it's one of the reasons I believe too that John Adams clearly delineated to us that our constitution is fit for a moral people because free speech within that moral climate is really what creates the creativity that you're talking about in artistry the ability to use whether it's a song or a play or or just written word opinions editorials whatever it might be as a means by which to express those thoughts and you know the other side is as you said they're not always political in nature either. And the sad part, I think, that has taken place in our world today is, is that certain viewpoints are taken to be only able to be versed politically because the the PC, the politically correct, the the free speech monitors, if you will, have said that certain things that are said are... Uh, are are now political in nature because that's how they've been
2: redefined mm-hmm. let me tell you a quick story uh... And for everybody out there you may not have known this but i did a i did a photo show photo show uh, about six years ago and one of the one of the the portrayals that i had was the archangel going after uh... the devil you know and the devil trying to tempt the archangel but the archangel was just too powerful and one of the things that got me was when I left that day it was like a three-day show I came back and all of my all of my angel pictures were down and I was like well what the heck is going on so I asked them and they said well right after you left the lady came in here was highly offended that you were able to to portray any type of of religious deity uh, icon or anything in here because it offended her because she didn't believe in it and therefore if I wanted to continue to show there I had to remove those particular pictures because it offended somebody. I'm like, wow, I couldn't believe that I was being censored on, on top of it, but what really got me was, it's like, well, you know, just because that offends you, not being able to show that offends me. So which one is it okay to offend?
4: Well, and that's the, you know, ultimately that's the issue. The issue is is that somebody is, is going to have their, you know, their, their feelings hurt in the midst of this, and so whose feelings are elevated above the others and in a in a free constitutional republic all men are created equal and thus all men are entitled to equal rights under that premise unfortunately as you experienced you have a situation where someone believes that their feelings and their belief system should be honored above yours and that does not make for a free constitutional
2: republic, yeah, because I mean, I believe that it's okay to disagree with somebody, and that's what I loved about my art, it, even if you didn't agree with me a hundred percent, I didn't want you to ever agree with me one hundred percent because that's no fun, you know, I wanted to just create a story, I wanted to get thought invoked in somebody. And, you know, there were a lot of times where people came up and said, you know, some horrible things to me. And I I accepted it. It hurt, but I accepted it. And then I had some people come up and say amazing things. But I don't want, I mean, just because you say the word Jesus Christ or you say the word um, gay or whatever you may say does not mean that just because you heard that you are now a Christian, you are now Muslim or you are now gay because somebody insinuated something out there that portrays that particular topic. So that's why I like the ability to be open-minded and listen to how everybody is, because then you can kind of learn how everybody thinks, and I like that. And I think that's what's so so amazing about the First Amendment right and being able to do that.
4: Well, you know, our founding fathers, uh, again, did not limit what that free speech would be. Now, you know, images, for example, of, uh, you know, I mean, someone making, uh, you know, an effigy of Abraham Lincoln and hanging him, uh you know would would be frowned upon but if i'm not mistaken i believe that those kinds of effigies in that day were actually made mm-hmm. uh there were those that you know that put those kinds of things out there we would frown upon it we would say that that's inappropriate if it was you know and we've had this conversation uh you know in in the general public you had Kathy Griffin uh you know holding up uh, a bloody head of President Donald Trump, uh, if that same thing had gone and and been put forth in the same way regarding the president before him, Barack Obama, you could be certain that there would have been you know people up in arms about it. now ultimately, there were people up in arms about it, and they said, you know this is inappropriate, and she's had a hard time finding work. The interesting thing about First Amendment free speech is this. You have a choice as to whether or not you want to hear it, and you have a choice as to whether or not you want to support those that are saying the things they're saying. In, in, in The recent one has to do with Robert De Niro and what he said at the Tony Awards as an example. Now, there is a movement afoot by many to say We're going to boycott all Robert De Niro films. Robert De Niro made a choice to say what he said. On the converse side, it is the right of these individuals to say, we're not going to support him anymore. We're not going to watch his movies anymore. We're not going to buy his films. We're not going to, if Netflix is playing that stuff, we may say, we're not going to support Netflix anymore. That is the right. And that is the risk that you take, but you have a right to say what you want to say. But but don't get your panties all scrunched up if the people
2: turn on you because they don't want to hear
4: it.
1: Right,
2: and that's that's what I love about you know the ability to make that judgments and you know as bigoted as, as and and as terrible. As what I saw with Kathy Griffin, she had the right to say it, and I'm going to support her ability to be able to do that. Now, yes, she made, the, she made her bed. She's got a lie in it, and you know you can't sit there and, say, and play the victim and go, oh, boo, who, who, woe is me. Every, every action that we do in this world has an equal and our opposite reaction. It's a law of physics. And unfortunately, she got a, a lot of backlash that she didn't really necessarily like. But regardless, you know, I'm never going to stop her from saying what she wants to say.
4: Well, and defending her right to say it does not mean endorsing what she said. That's right. I, and, and that's a very fine line. We can say, go ahead, say what you want to say, do what you want to do. But bear in mind that there's going to be consequences for that. And as as adamantly as someone may come out and say, you have a right to say it, by the same token, I am adamantly going to come out and say, I condemn what you've said. Right. Not your right to say it, but I condemn what you said, and you probably should be unemployed
2: mm-hmm. for that kind of artistic expression <laughs> i mean with within reason, <laughs> anything that you do on the canvas should be within re- relatively good taste. I mean, I wasn't doing anything nasty with these with these angels, but just the thought of an angel just set this woman ablaze but you know when i, I there there is a there is a fine line, and you know with with what she did was just wrong, but again she right. did it she has to live with those with those consequences but what i'm seeing now which is just as da- which is actually i think more dangerous to our free speech is the ability to have fake news and everybody keeps saying oh it's all it's all fox it's all fox it's all fox it's all coming from donald trump and stuff like that but you know what i have seen so many things that come out of cnn and msnbc and even fox too you know nobody's really nobody's really uh not to blame for this but what they're doing is they're taking things and they're taking their own opinion and ins- insinuating it as a fact people then take these people because they respect them and say okay this has got to be true and they run with it and then you'll never be able to tell them otherwise and unfortunately what they did is they slipped that fake news and they slipped in those those um, personal beliefs as opposed to facts and now these people are, are making sound judgments on our country and other things in life based upon these lies, which can cause a major problem. What happened in the days of Walter Cronkite? Why is this being allowed to happen?
4: Well, and, and, we, and we better be careful with Walter Cronkite because, you know, in, in, in his latter years, uh, he began to spend some of his own rhetoric. And, and it's been time unfortunately just a lot more subtly but i but i follow what you're saying jason and i think the issue is is are filled with individuals that have a particular world view they have an agenda and their news appears to be driven by that agenda media research center is a is an entity that monitors what the media is saying and when they come out and they say that I believe it's 95% of President Trump's coverage in the first four months of the year, as an example, was all negative. You know, that clearly indicates that there is a bias. We just recently had an inspector general report that just came out yesterday. And in the inspector general report, you see quotations such as uh, they're outlining evidences of bad behavior. And then at the end of those evidences, Jason, they'll say something along the line of, but we really don't have any evidence to suggest. Well, they just laid out all the evidence to suggest, and then they say, but we don't have evidence to suggest. These are the kinds of biases that I think you're referencing. Mm -hmm. And the sad part is, is that, you know, the general public does not have the time to sit down and, and get through all the weeds and really get to the facts of the story and get the truth. And so you have entities like MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, most of your major media that are driving narratives that fit their world belief system and their ideology, and they're not necessarily the truth. They are the truth as they see it through their
2: eyes. Mm. And that is a big difference, too, because they believe that they are telling the truth.
4: Yes. I think that in many cases they do. Now, you know, um, Hillary Clinton, I don't know, I don't know why she believed that she was under fire uh, when, she, when she exited that airplane. Um, there, we'll, we'll never know that. We'll never know why Brian Williams said some of the things that he said you know, we'll never know in certain instances why those people chose to perpetrate those stories. But I think what you just said is part of the problem. They have a particular ideological mindset. And so when certain individuals open their mouths, the woman, as, as we were, as you were kind of bringing us into this segment, that woman who saw angels in your paintings, Had a particular world ideology, and somewhere in her was triggered the idea that angels were offensive, and the idea of angels was offensive, and that whole, and so that was her truth. Mm -hmm. Whether it's true or not, that was her truth. And what we're seeing in news today is individual people's. Truths, as opposed to the facts, and now here they are. You look at them and you tell me what you think about the fact. This is the fact.
2: Because see, you know, I love the idea, and I know I'll never get it because it's not a perfect world. But I think one of the things that I would love to do is that they get out there and they just tell you, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Uh, this looks bad, this is good, this looks bad, this is good. And then let me make my decision on what is good or bad. You know, And I really wish that would happen nowadays, but it just, it's, I don't think it's ever going to. And so what they're doing is you're just kind of throwing out a whole bunch of stuff that they believe you need to hear, but they don't always tell you the whole story. And see, that's, another thing that I, I don't like too is a lot, of these, a lot of these things that you see on television with these videos – um, they're take, they 're taken out of context they 're edited, and they 're purposely edited to make it look like the way that they want to portray it um, some of the some of the shootings the cop shootings were there whereas they you always you never saw that happen with the white people, but you always saw it happen with the black people and it 's like why would they change their neg- why would they change their whole um, regulation and the way that they do things in order to do th- to, just because of somebody 's you know color now I understand that there 's some racism out there. But if you actually see the whole unedited footage, you realize that that was not the case at all. And see, that's what got me upset, because I was getting upset that this stuff was happening. And I started believing it 110%, but then I saw un- when I first saw my first unedited version of that video, I was like, wow, this is bad. This is pushing me to get angry. This is pushing an agenda. And that's not what happened at all. In fact, if they had been more sensible, maybe they wouldn't have even had a gun pulled on them by the cops. But right. you know well,
4: this is what uh, this is the Trayvon Martin situation. Yeah, the Trayvon Martin yeah. situation. One, the Michael Brown case, where first he assaults the storekeeper and then he assaults the police officer. Um, yeah, you know, and and the narratives that are associated with those two, the Freddie Gay uh, Freddie Gray case, where you know y- you have a situation there where turns out that freddie gray was a major heroin pusher in that baltimore maryland neighborhood and you know not 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 such a good guy after all and and it's a shame when the hat is being hung on that kind of an individual and now you're taking a group of people and having them idolize bad characters and And bad players, and now what are they supposed to do? Mm-hmm. become like those guys it, it's it's a very sad state of affairs and that's what fake news will do is it will it will create in this mob mentality a a false anger and it creates Jason it creates victimhood versus personal responsibility mm hmm and and that is is another one of the
2: dangers of this fake news phenomena. It is, and that's that's why I'm so adamant about exposing this because they keep saying it's just it's just from uh, President Trump and stuff like that. And it's been going on for years. We just haven't seen it as much as it, as we do today. But now here's the other scenario: What if somebody wants you know watches the news? How do we fact-check things? How do we stop this from happening? How do we make our own decisions as opposed to just believing everything that's said?
4: Well, I think two things that I think you've got to do, maybe three. Um, the first thing that you need to do is is you you need to find your own independent sources. You need to look for more than one source. Um, the second thing is is that when you have found these sources, you need to look and see what is their background look you're not necessarily going to find a source that is completely pure and without its opinion right and that's okay as long as you understand that the source that you're gathering the information from has an opinion and you can filter that out in getting to your own facts and then I think the third thing that that you need to do and this is you know uh, coming from a Christian perspective, but what I do is is I pray, and I'm like, Lord, help me to see the truth. Help me to know what's truth and what's the lie, and, and, and to recognize the difference based on the information and the data that I have before me. Help me to discern it
1: well. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that is definitely good advice, and unfortunately, we're running out of time, so please tell everybody a little bit about your show, how they can find your show, and a little bit about you.
4: Sure. Well, I'm Pastor Greg Young. Uh, I've been married for uh, 32 years, five kids, two grandkids. Um, I really have been actively involved in what's happening in our culture. I believe that America needs to come back to its foundational principles, I believe that given those foundational principles, which is, I believe, a a biblical worldview, that there is room for a lot of people under that umbrella uh, to be able to live together and care for one another, even though we may have differences of opinion. My show is called Chosen Generation Radio, where no topic is off-limits and everything filtered through biblical glasses. You can find it most easily at the website, chosengenerationradio.com, chosengenerationradio.com, and you can read a story about God's miraculous intervention in my life just this past July in a catastrophic car accident that I was involved in where I broke everything except for my shoulders and my right hip, literally broken from head to toe, and uh, you can read how God saved my life in the midst of all that and used me to be the airbag that saved my teenage daughter's life, and she is uh, uh, proudly went to two proms this year and got her driver's license. Jason, thank you for allowing me to be here again. My website, ChosenGenerationRadio.com, and I'm so excited to be a part of the AMFM247.com family.
2: Well, we are glad you're here, and I know there's two other things that that car crash didn't break it, and it didn't break your soul, and it didn't break your heart, and that's very important to, uh, to have an, inside of you because you, you can always mend in other ways, but if you have a broken soul or broken heart, it's very hard to, to, uh, to come back from. So we're so glad you're with us, and I'm so glad you came on here and gave us some great advice, great insights, and hopefully people out there that are listening, you've got to realize that this is not necessarily a left-wing or a right-wing topic we talked about today. But it is something that we need to be aware of. So thank you, Pastor Greg, for coming on, and I appreciate everything that that you said today. Thank you, Jason. God bless you. God
4: bless your audience. And I pray that you have a a great rest of your day. You too.
2: All right, everybody, that's about all we have for today. We are going to have to say goodnight, but we will be back again next week. And to find out how you can find us again next week, all you have to do is go to amfm247.com. Every Friday at 7 a.m. and every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two different guests per show. You can also find us on WKLAP.com every sat every Friday at twelve o'clock PM Eastern Time. Every Saturday at 7 o'clock PM Eastern Standard Time, two guests per show. Radiolove.com, that's radioluv.com every Saturday at 9 p.m. You can also find us on Phoenix Broadcasting Network. I think it's just Phoenix Broadcasting. Uh, iHeart on Demand and also iTunes on Demand. And if you want to get those links, you can either go to our website and go under Find Us, or you can just search their website for the AME Radio Show, and you'll be able to find us that way. All right. So I guess that's all we have for you guys this week. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you again next week with more guests, more great stuff to talk about, and inspire you along the way. Have a great week. Good night, everybody.
0: That's it we're done calm down people calm down okay that's it